Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we will be studying Duff 33, Lamed Gimel, in the third chapter of Masechet Sukkah. We need to look at the bottom of page 32b, where the Mishnah is that we will discuss in the Gemara on Duff 33. The Mishnah deals with the requirements of the Hadas. Hadas hagazul vehayavash pasul. A stolen or dried up hadas is invalid, and continues with pretty much the same pattern as the Mishnah about the lulav that we looked at previously, except for the last part where it states that a hadas that has more berries than leaves is pasul, but one may pluck off berries to render it valid, unless it is yomtov, in which case one may not pluck off berries. The first thing discussed in the Gemara is the question how do we know that the species we are supposed to take is indeed a hadas, a myrtle. Remember that the pasuk in the Torah doesn't say hadas, or lulav, or arava, or etrog. The pasuk in the Torah reads, Vayikra 23.40, Ulakachtim nachem bayom harishon tri etz hada, kapot tmarim, ve'anav etz avot, ve'arve nachal. The Gemara explained on the previous stuff why kapot tmarim indeed must mean a date branch, which we call a lulav. And now it is trying to explain why anaf etz avot can't mean anything else than a hadas, the myrtle. Anaf etz avot means shoot of plated tree. And the discussion moves on to explain what is meant with plated. The Gemara suggests the Ema Zeta. Say it may refer to an olive branch. If you remember your Arba Minim from last Sukkot, or if you Google a picture of a Hadas, you'll see that the leaves of the Hadas indeed grow in a cluster of three leaves and in an overlapping pattern that almost completely cover the branch. It looks indeed a little bit like plated. Now the rabbis come with all kinds of other suggestions, like the olive tree or the chestnut, but in the end they agree that only the myrtle characterizes the best what plated seems to describe. Now, nine lines down from the top of 33 Aleph, Niktam Rosho, if its top is clipped off. We know from the Mishnah this makes the Hadas Pasul. Ula Bachanina comes and quotes a Breiter. If its top was clipped off, but a date grew on it, it is kasher. The reason here is that a clipped-off top makes the hadas no longer hada, no longer beautiful, and therefore it becomes invalid. But Ulabachanina says if instead a date grows, that would make the hadas beautiful again, and hence it would be kosher. Now Rashi explains that sometimes green date-like buds would sprout on a hadas. This is what they mean with this. Now Rabbi Yirmiya inquires about a specific case. 
The Hadass was already bundled in the Albaminim. The top was subsequently chopped off before Yom Tov started, and the date bud grew during Yom Tov. Mahu, what is the law? The question is a very interesting one. Yesh dichoi itzel mitzvot or law? Is there permanent disqualification in regards to mitzvot or not? The Gemara will continue to discuss this also on 33 Bet, in the case of someone who plucks berries from a hadas on Yom Tov. I'll be going back and forth a little bit between these two scenarios to try to get to the bottom of the concept of Dichui. The laws of Dichui comes from the area of Kodashim, of consecrated animals. If an object or an animal became disqualified from use, does it remain disqualified even, the, even if the reason for its disqualification no longer apply? If an animal became unfit to be used for a sacrifice, even if it subsequently becomes fit again, it remains dichui. It can no longer be sacrificed. Now, Rabbi Yirmiya is asking if that also applies to articles that are used for the performance of mitzvot. On 33 Aleph, the case of the chopped off top, the Gemara does not distinguish between a case where the Hadas was disqualified from the outset and a case where the Hadas initially was kasher, but then became pasul. On 33 Bet, the Gemara does make such a distinction. It mentions two different types. One is, Dichui Meikara, something is disqualified from the start, mentioned on 33 Bet, in the case of someone plucking berries from a bundled other minimum Yom Tov. Here the Hadas was invalid from the start, meaning it was invalid already at the moment of bundling it together. The other type is it was fit but rejected, meaning it was initially valid but then became disqualified. The Tosafot on 33 Aleph gives two different distinctions of Dichoi, namely a case where the person is incapable of restoring the article to fitness and a case where he is capable of doing so Rashi, on the other hand, does not distinguish between Beyadoletaken and Ein Beyadoletaken regarding mitzvot, and therefore he makes no distinction between the case of a hadas whose head was cut off, Ein Beyadoletaken, and the case of too many berries, Beyadoletaken. The Gemara suggests that Rabbi Yirmeyer should have been able to answer this question with the Mishnah from Chulin on 87 Aleph. Kisaru vinit gala, patur milkasot which talks about the commandment to cover the blood of a slaughtered animal. If a person covered the blood and it subsequently became uncovered, a person is exempt from having to cover the blood again. But, kisahu haruach hayav lekasot. If the blood was covered by the wind and then it became uncovered, a person is then still required to cover the blood. If the wind covered it, and it remains covered, there is no requirement for a person to cover it as well. The Mishnah in Chulin talks about a case of mitzvot, about the mitzvah of covering the blood of a slaughtered animal. As we see, the Mishnah says that the mitzvah can be reinstated if the cause of its prevention was removed. Rav Papa derives from that, Zot omeret, ein dichui etzel mitzvot. So why was Rabbi Yirmiya unsure of the ruling? Well, in the case of the blood, the blood initially was 
fit to be covered, but the wind blew dirt over it, and only therefore it became unfit for the mitzvah of covering. But in the case of the hadas with the chopped off top, Rabbi Yemiah is uncertain because in that case the hadas was unfit mi'ikara from the outset. Now is ein dichui itzer mitzvot the principle we follow loshna lekula veloshna lechumra? No matter whether it leads to a lenient or a stringent ruling, the Gemara cannot come to a conclusion. Teku. The Gemara attempts to attach, to attack the problem from a different angle. Rabbi Eliezer ben Sadok says that one may not pluck berries from a hadas on Yom Tov, but the sages say it is about, which would imply that Rabbi Eliezer ben Sadok thinks yesh dichoyetzer mitzvot, and the sages hold ein dichoyetzer mitzvot. No, says the Gemara, all hold ein dichoyetzer mitzvot, but what they are arguing is about whether the species must be tied together. The question here is whether the species acquire their status as ritual objects from the outset or at the moment of being bundled together. The Gemara partially resolves Rabbi Yirmiya's questions. A hadas that was unfit mi'ikara does not permanently remain disqualified. But we are unable to establish the law in a case where the hadas was initially kasher and then became unfit. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.